Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Coach My World. I am Renee Roberts and I am your coach for this episode. I am so excited about what I have for you all in this episode, but before we get that kicked off, I like to always commend my listeners for being such amazing supporters. Thank you for every download. Thank you for every share. Thank you for every comment. It really keeps me going. And I encourage you to keep sharing it, keep passing along this information. We really want to help our community to expand not just in knowledge, but in emotional health. I remind you all each week that I am available for private coaching. So if you are looking for a life coach, I am your girl. You can go right to my website, www.iamreneeroberts.com. I did forget that dot in there, didn't I? Let me say it again, www.iamreneeroberts.com. You can go straight there. I have a book kit now link, and you can just click that link, and I will make sure to get you in on that schedule. Also, don't forget to follow me on my Facebook and Instagram platforms at I am Renee Roberts. And of course, my ultimate goal is for each episode to be a therapeutic time of self-discovery, healing, and for progress for your life. So let's get this show going. Um, <clears throat> as you saw the topic, we're talking today about unwanted sex. Now, this is the last portion of the relationship series that I am doing for now. Uh, I do want to get into some other things, but, you know, we have a group of five, well, actually six episodes, but five topics within this relationship series. So if you haven't had a chance to hear the other four, please feel free, go back and listen to those episodes. But today we wanted to end on a bang. So we're going to be talking about unwanted sex. Now, I'm thinking uh, about sex and the original design or the original intent of sex. And from my personal belief, I believe that sex was designed to be a safe, intimate, and enjoyable exchange of love between both people or two individuals. Um, I do not believe that sex uh, has been holding up to its original intent in our times, in today's time, um, so many different elements have have become a part of what sex really is, or I should say really should not be. Uh, we have the frailties of human nature uh, connected with some inf- sometimes unfortunate events in life that often create these alternative motives within sex. And you know what happens in these alternative motives? People end up having unwanted sex it gives it gives the access it opens the door to to this unwanted sex and i'm going to get into what i mean by unwanted sex i know it sounds slightly ambiguous right now but i'm going to break it down to you in a minute but before i move on there i want to kind of just dabble a little bit more on the sex tip you know uh understanding really what sex is this enjoyment this exchange i want to give a slight sidebar to the enjoyment the enjoyment should be mutual it should be it should be shared okay and i don't want to i'm not going to get explicit uh don't want this podcast to get flagged, but um, understand that sometimes the body is not the only indicator of enjoyment. And when I get into what unwanted sex is all about, you'll understand what I'm saying by this statement. 
Sometimes the body responds even without your cognitive input. So it isn't, you know, with enjoyment, enjoyment requires both. It, enjoy, it, it requires a cognitive input in addition to a physical response that correlates with the cognitive input. But understand that sometimes the body will do what it does naturally, and it does not mean necessarily that you are enjoying it. So all you grown folk, you go ahead and take that and put some imagery to it, and you will fully understand what I was uh, alluding to in that. Um when we get going back to what I was saying about how this these alternate views come in and and unwanted sex is brought into the relationship, this unwanted sex most times is very injurious and extremely damaging to the people that experience it, and that's the part that we have to deal with. Even as adults, you know, moving on in life, we realize like, oh, my God, like sometimes we, we subject ourselves to things that we know we don't desire. We subject ourselves to things that we, we quote unquote, have always said we would never do. And all of these different things, you know, as a result of these alternative uh, motives in sex, when once again, the original intent was for both to enjoy it. Both to, to, to delight in it, for it to be safe, keyword, safe. And unwanted sex is not safe. Listen to me, my, my, my beloved listeners. It is not healthy whether you're married or not. Marriage does not give an umbrella for, for, for unsafe sexual activity. It is not a, it's not a cover-up. It's not a hiding place. It happens. There is even a thing such as marital rape, which we're going to get into uh, the different aspects of unwanted sex. But I, I was doing some research. You know, that's what Coach Renee does. I'm not just going to give you my opinion. I will give you some opinion on some of the research, but we got to get the research down. And research shows that there are various types. There are different types of unwanted sex. And I'm just going to, I want to kind of uh, talk about four of them, okay? First one is the the one we are all familiar with, which is forced, forced sex. That's what we we normally categorize as rape. So when sex has been forced on you, you're you're cognitive, um, you're you're resistant, uh, and you're saying no, and um, the individual or the perpetrator just takes their way and does it anyway. And most times with rape is violent. It's a violent force, not just force, but a violent force. Because I'm saying this because I need us to be able to differentiate between the types. Okay. The other, another type is non-resisted, but physically coerced sex. So this is the sex where you may not, you're not cognizant. Most people that have ended up with, um, under the influence of drugs or alcohol, they're out, they're blacked out. You could be sleep. You could be a deep sleeper. Um, you know, you're just not cognizant, you know, God forbid you could be unconscious, you know, and that sounds so morbid, but all of that falls under the non-resisted physically coerced sex. That means I I'm not resisting, but I'm not resisting because I'm not physically able to resist. And so the, and the perpetrator just kind of takes their weight in that and, um, you know, 
just does the unwanted act on us, okay? Uh, another one, the three out of the four, third one. Verbally coerced sex. This is the sex that comes through manipulation. And the manipulation is, a part of the manipulation tactic is uh, the use of pressure or even threats. So they're pressuring, pressuring, pressuring. And let me tell you, you know, I'm a, I'm a believer. I, I'm a Christ follower. And so I know in our, our homes, our, our faith homes, uh, it's very common for uh, husband and wife, you know, man to feel as if he, the woman's body belongs to him. Uh, scripture does say that our bodies belong to each other, but I don't know, somewhere down the line that got, you know, abandoned somewhere. But... That's the general conception, right? And so what happens is uh, they begin to manipulate. Sometimes they manipulate their wives with scriptures, scriptures from the Bible. You know, you know, you shouldn't withhold and all of these different things that are that are written. But they begin to use it out of context as a way of manipulation, as a way to pressure the individual into having sex. Or they'll go the other route, the non uh, faith route and say, I'm just, you know, I'm going to threaten you. If you, if you don't have sex, then, you know, I'm not going to do this. Or if you don't have sex, uh, I'm, you know, I'm not going to pay the mortgage or I'm not going to pay the light bill or you buy the groceries yourself. You know, there's a sense of punishment also that comes along with that. So we're talking about the verbally coerced. That means that they are verbalizing this stuff. All right. And then the last one I want to uh, mention is non-coerced but with motives. So it's non-coerced, but it's with motives. Motives are behind it. And some of the motives are literally coming from the, the we're going to use victim very, very lightly because you know, I don't like to call anyone a victim, but if we're going to use perpetrator, we have to use the other side of it, which is the victim. And the victim normally is the one that's trying to avoid punishment. The victim is normally the one trying to reduce guilt. So in the efforts to do those things, they end up just giving in and doing it, even though they really don't want to. So in all four of these instances, it is, it is unwanted sex. Note the person doesn't want it, but because of various reasons, they either give into it or it's taken from them anyway. Listen, sex was never, ever meant to be any of these things. Sex was never, ever meant to be these things. This is why it's so important for us to be educated and understand the differences in these violations. Yes, I said the V word, violations. They are all violations. They're violations of the, the victim's will. And we have to start doing what's necessary to change the, the, the sexual narrative of our lives. I want to give hope to whoever's listening. And if you've experienced any of these, these four categories, uh, or maybe you're enduring it even now, I want to encourage you. You have the power to take control of your own sexual narrative. You have the power to say, you know what? I, I choose not to live in violation another day in my life. And I'm going to start taking the necessary precautions and, and taking the necessary steps to do what I need to do to be in a safer place and, and begin to learn how to experience healthy sexual relations. Because after someone encounters that, it is very hard to be healthy because so many uh, I. How should I say this? I'm going to say it. So many perverse things become normalized, you know? 
And so the, the, the individual doesn't even know, like, yo, that is not normal. That is not healthy. And guess what? You are not even happy. And most times you weren't even fulfilled at the end of the day. But once again, we're not going to make this explicit. Let's keep it moving. So I have four things. You know, Coach Renee like to give y'all the number system. But I have four things I want to share with you that's going to help you change the narrative in your life. We want to once and for all, you know, I'm all about empowering all people. Uh, this particular episode, however, probably will, will, will resonate with more women because even through research, it shows that women are the, are the greater portion of the suffering in this situation. And so it's for men, too. I'm not saying that men are never violated. They are. But most times through research, men have been violated um, in childhood. You know, and so that's where their violations begin. You know, you don't have a large percentage of them being violated in their marital beds. Um, It's just not the reality of the world we live in, at least not in Western civilization. I didn't do cross-cultural as far as international studies, uh, but I, I did look at the ones in the Western civilization and the numbers, guys, you don't you don't measure up to the amount of women that have dealt with this on a countless basis and have had to submit to it because of whether it be cultural, religious, uh, uh, obligations, they've had to stay in it. And so we're, we're, we're shedding the light on that foolishness and we're, we're speaking freedom in that area of your life because once again, it was something that was designed to enjoy a mutual enjoyment between two individuals that really love each other, not this taxing, overwhelming, traumatic experience. All right. So four things, four things we need to be working on. Number one, I want you to remove the shackles of guilt off of you. In other words, it was not your fault. No matter what you did, you did not deserve to be violated in any of those manners. I don't care whether it was you know, the top one, the forced or the non-resistant, it doesn't matter. If you did not want sex, if you were put in a position uh, and you had to perform unwanted sex, that was not your fault. It doesn't matter. If you said no, no means no. If your if your body language pushed against it, it should have stopped. Why? Because within those relationships, if you're having sex, there should be a mutuality of respect and there should be a mutuality of enjoyment. If your partner realized you were not enjoying it, but they wanted to continue doing what they were doing, that is unacceptable and it was not your fault. You did nothing to deserve that. So remove the shackle of guilt. Second thing, I want you all to redefine what sex means to you. What does sex mean to you? Not what it means to your partner. What does it mean to you? And I want you within that definition to include, make sure that it includes mutuality. Make sure that it includes enjoyability between both individuals and make sure that it includes safety. Sex should be safe. It should not be, you, it sh- you shouldn't end up in a traumatic state because you've had, you've done something that should have been enjoyable because you've trusted someone with your body. You've trusted someone with a very uh, intricate and intimate part of you. 
and they take advantage of it. That is unacceptable. You define what it means to you because when you define what it means to you, you'll stop putting yourself in positions with individuals that mean no good for you. Third one, I want you to place a demand on respect for you and for your body. Listen, ladies, for my ladies, for sure. It's cool. You want to be cute. You want to be fine. You want to, you want the guys to look. You want the guys to desire. But we have to be so careful with that because a lot of times we are luring and seducing without knowledge <laughs> some mess that all they really want is sex from you. All they want is your body. All they want to do, they're, they're objectifying you. And guess what? You're objectifying yourself if that's what you're putting out there in the earth. You got to be, listen, you stop, when you respect you, you're going to place demand on others to respect you as well. Married or unmarried. This is not, I'm not here to speak about, a, I'm, this is not a moral position I'm talking about. I'm just talking about the realities that exist in our world. And the reality of it is some of us are married and having sex and some of us are unmarried and we're still having sex. So I'm not here to get into that part of it for all of my, um, Christian ears, <laughs> you know, is she condoning? It's not about what I'm condoning or not condoning. I'm talking about the realities because some of our believers are still having sex outside of Mary. Do we not address this atrocity? Do we not address these traumatic experiences? Respect your body. Put a demand by you respecting it first and then you verbalizing and letting others know this is where I stand. Put down the law. This is what I will accept. This is what I will not accept. This is what I will tolerate. This is what I will not tolerate. I used to like this. I don't like it anymore. No, I don't want to try that either. And those things are okay. But, but, but lay down the law. Place a demand of respect for yourself so that others will begin to do likewise. If you're going to be into those type of intimate relationships, that is so important. And the last thing, start your healing journey. I want everyone, anyone that's encountered this, start your healing journey so that you can experience healthy sexual relations, healthy sexual relations. You can begin to teach your little ones about healthy sexual relations because the reality of it is one day they're going to be having sex too. And what are we going to teach them? Just be quiet. Don't say anything. This is why so many violations happen in our in our childhood in, in childhood in our culture, and nothing is said about it because this is something we subjected ourselves to as well. And we have to stop that. How do we do that, Coach Renee? How do we begin the healing process? I hear you. I understand all of that. Okay, here it is. First of all, get some therapy. Find a good therapist or a counselor, or even a coach. Because we do have coaches that sometimes specialize. We have niches in certain areas that can coach you for it out of that behavior. But get some professional assistance with your healing journey. Another thing is that is important in your healing, your voice. Make sure your voice is heard. Stop, stop uh, muffling your voice. Stop suppressing your voice. No means no. Say it loud. Say it proudly. No means no. And don't fear consequences when it comes to that. No is no. What? No. That the end. Like no period complete sentence. Yes. 
Another thing you need in your healing experience, your tribe. Stop being so secretive. Like if this is going on, you need to say something. You need to tell your tribe. And if you don't have a tribe that can, can, can do that or you don't, I don't feel safe, then you have the wrong tribe, mama. You got the wrong tribe, baby. You got the wrong tribe, sis. You need to find the tribe that is going to be supportive in your journey of healing. You know, being a part of a tribe is very hard to, to assist if, if the person we're supporting don't tell us what they need support in. So get your tribe together. And then lastly, your environment. Your environment matters. Come from out of the environment that, is, that, that keeps imposing these infractions on your, on your body, imposing these infractions on your heart, imposing these infractions on your mentality and your emotions. Get out of that stuff. No, Coach Renee didn't say get a divorce, but I did say get out of that stuff. That means you need to do whatever is necessary to shift the narrative concerning your sexual health in your relationships. And if your partner is not willing, because in that, in that therapy or that counseling, if you're going to be with that partner, both of you need to be there. Both of you need to get some help because it's not your issue. You understand? It is not your issue. The issue lies within the perpetrator. But when we, don't, when we don't stand for ourselves, we understand that we have the underside of that issue. So it is both of our responsibility, if we're going to be together, to get healthy in that area. So this unwanted sex in relationships, we can, we can, we can kill that. But we kill it by beginning to become stronger, becoming more empowered, becoming more engaged in our healing process, becoming more interactive with uh, knowledge, you know, so we can understand like, okay, this is what it looks like. This is this is this is what it shouldn't look like. Once again, Coach Renee is not here to present a moral law to you. I'm trying to get you to a place of health. So that you can begin to make moral choices concerning your own life for yourself. So I hope that this has been helpful. I hope that it has been impactful. Uh, I, I came strong because to me, this is this is very dear to me because I, I encounter people that have to deal with this. And it breaks my heart. And I don't want to see anybody have to keep enduring that type of injustice. Make a stand, state your claim, and don't bow down ever again to unwanted sex. I'll check you guys later on the next episode. Have a good one. Renee, Renee, Renee,